Welcome to Perspective, a podcast produced by Catch Business School. Hi everyone, I'm Camille and I will be your host today. We invited a special guest to give you the outlook on employability in the current economic context. I hope you'll enjoy it. Today I'm welcoming Suzanne Riley Pelletier, who is the International Employability Coordinator within the Career Center here at Ketch Business School. She's been in charge of providing support and sourcing internships and graduate jobs opportunities for students and doing so for both French students seeking opportunities abroad and international students seeking in France. She's originally from Northern Ireland, you'll hear it in her lovely accent. And prior to joining Kedge, uh, Susan worked primarily in HR consulting and business English training. Susan, welcome. Thank you. Nice to be here. Nice to have you. You've accepted to meet us today to discuss a topic that's of concern to many people around the world, and more particularly maybe to young people and graduate students who are just beginning their working lives. Um, and that is the issue of employment in an unstable economy. Um, and a global one at that, and in a competitive context due to the fact that many people are going to be looking for employment at the same time following the COVID health and economic crisis. So there's a lot of uncertainty surrounding our economy's future, but could you maybe start by telling us how you think that um, the internship and job market has been changed during this crisis and what we know today in terms of its impact in the future. Yes, of course. So, as you said, uh, instability uh, is the key word. There are a lot of things uh, that changed very quickly, uh, overnight, when uh, everybody had to enter into confinement. So this uh, was uh, very dramatic for everybody concerned, both companies and uh, their employees. And of course, uh, university and business school students throughout the world, Uh, here at Kedge, we had uh, many students who, who were abroad at the beginning of the crisis who mm -hmm. had to come back home. Uh, and we saw uh, a, lot of, uh, a lot of companies uh, adapt very quickly here at Kedge. We were able to adapt rapidly, have everything online uh, as of the 16th of March, actually. Mm -hmm. And in, in many companies, uh, it was similar. They, they just rolled everybody onto remote working. Uh, so that was that was fantastic. Uh, we were quite surprised mm -hmm. at the number of companies who, who did manage to do that. Obviously, uh, a mixture of, of uh, a lot of the bigger groups, mm -hmm. uh, but also some smaller companies too. Um, a lot more people are going to be on the job market, effectively. There have been uh, millions of job losses everywhere. Uh, so competitive, competitivity is really going to, to step up, unfortunately. But uh, there are going to be opportunities. Uh, and, uh, and I have been looking at that, obviously, over the past few months. Mm -hmm. And I can see uh, positive things happening as well. So we'll be able to talk about that too. Can we tell today which are the most impacted sectors, uh, bearing my possible geographical discrepancies? Yes, of course. So I, I looked at several studies because I wanted to get an accurate picture. Uh, so, and obviously we've all heard it on the news. Uh, the most impacted sectors are aerospace and defense, airlines, travel and tourism. That's a, a big mm -hmm. one. Um, insurance, oil and gas industry. The car industry too has been badly hit. Sure. And fashion and luxury 
and in general. Um, and what is interesting is I, I wanted to look at how, how slowly or quickly we can expect things to start picking up again. So there was a nice report um, provided by Universum from a McKinsey report. Mm -hmm. uh, and um, they were saying, actually, the fashion industry is expected to restart. Uh, it's one of the earliest industries they expect to restart, which I thought was quite surprising. Mm -hmm. In the early part of, uh, in the sorry, in the second or third quarter of 2020. Mm -hmm. Then uh, oil and gas and the car industries are around the third quarter of 2020 also. Then air and travel in early 2021. Mm -hmm followed by aerospace, defence and insurance, which are going to take the longest uh, to pick up again, and that will be towards the end of 2021. Um, so those are the, the most impacted sectors. Obviously, uh, there are some sectors that were that benefited. Mm -hmm. It seems inappropriate to, to use the word. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it seems a little inappropriate to talk about people yeah. benefiting from the crisis, but it's a reality. Uh -huh. uh, so they were positively impacted in in, in a sense. Uh, the health and pharmaceuticals sectors uh, they of were course. able to yeah. to take off data protection because everybody was uh, overnight on remote working, mm -hmm. so we had to be very careful about uh, protecting the data and. Uh, um, being careful with hackers and things like that. Um, so the tech sector in general, and of course, uh, making the link with Kedge again, online education has really taken off uh, everywhere. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a lot of training online that you could see via LinkedIn. Everybody's been getting additional certifications. And uh, what was fantastic was uh, the solidarity because a lot of people were offering free online training, big players and small players. And uh, that was a fantastic opportunity. And uh, a lot of our students and graduates took advantage of that and shared the fact that they were getting trained uh, on LinkedIn by posting, hey, I've just completed this uh, certification. Mm. And that's a great thing to do, by the way, yeah. listeners, uh, <laughs> because obviously it highlights your new skill and you're also uh, helping the, uh, the training company uh, make it through the crisis by giving them a little bit of publicity, mm -hmm. which they, they merit for doing the, the free training. Uh, so um, it was... Uh, um, those are, those are some of the, the more positive sides to this. And of course, um, this crisis required a lot of creativity and innovation. So when you talk about creativity and innovation, we're talking startups. Mm -hmm. And so um, there are actually uh, a lot of opportunities uh, in startups uh, already, uh, especially in Europe. Uh, and that's great um, because uh, many people, many job seekers are, are, are looking closer to home. Mm -hmm. uh, so for our students in France, for example, mm -hmm. the fact that there are, are some great opportunities in startups throughout Europe, I'm talking you know, several hundred opportunities, uh, that's something uh, definitely worth checking out. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're all promoting it actively, of course. And um, obviously, with communication needs, digital marketing has come to the fore for all companies and agencies alike. So those are um, uh, some skills that uh, the students and graduates uh, and even executives with several years experience need to start brushing up on and, mm. and getting up to date, uh, which is again why they should take advantage of all the online stuff. Um, and, uh, and then in distribution, uh, the supermarkets, although they had to, to deal with um, stock management issues, supply chain uh, and logistics problems mm -hmm. early on, they, they quickly find the solutions and they, they've redeployed uh, their whole way of working in terms of supply chain and uh, and have come out of it stronger um, right. and and also the smaller players the local distributors because we couldn't go beyond 
uh, a kilometer. So people were able to uh, um, to benefit from that as well with mm. uh, local produce. So that that's been great, and uh, I think there's been a change in in some consumer behaviour with regard to that. Uh, certainly, I saw it in my in my neighbourhood here in Bordeaux, yeah. uh, and uh, and we've seen it uh, on the news uh, throughout the world. It's the same thing. Okay. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Did you want no, to? No, 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 <laughs> I, I also wanted to mention the luxury sector um, because uh, I was talking earlier about uh, redeploying supply chain, mm-hmm. and uh, and they were really uh, up top when it came to that, uh, coming to to the aid of uh, the health sector in general, in mm-hmm. particular L- LVMH. Mm-hmm. They were uh, fantastic, and uh, and showed a lot of solidarity, but. It was a win-win situation for them, obviously, because it was very good for their employer brand. Right. Yes. So I think there'll be some opportunities there uh, for the students too. Okay. And are are certain um, countries' economies doing better than others in this context? Yes. Yes. Um, so again, I did my research. Let's <laughs> keep it factual. So I'm, I'm just citing my sources here. Uh, I used a Bloomberg report that uh-huh. was uh, published by the BBC in the UK. And the worst hit country, which uh, people know, is um, Spain in Europe. It was really the hardest hit uh, with a a quarterly unemployment rate of 25%, which is right up there. Uh, Then we have Italy, Mm -hmm. uh, Germany, and then uh, uh, the US and UK. And actually, China comes out best with only 5% unemployment uh, quarterly rate, uh, which apparently was to do with the fact that... uh, Startups and smaller businesses in China proved to be very robust during the crisis, um, which was due to the fact that over the past couple of years, the the job market has been evolving a lot in China uh, Mm. and Asia in general. So that actually helped them uh, come out a little stronger. Mm. Um, And obviously the tourism uh, in Asia Pacific was very hard hit. But um, economists are expecting a very strong rebound because in Asia Pacific, the, the governments have been really ambitious in providing support packages. Uh, they've been more ambitious than any other region in the world. So that, that was interesting, I mm-hmm. thought, as well. Uh, we have uh, alumni all over the world. Mm-hmm. So for any alumni in Asia Pacific listening to this, uh, uh, that's quite positive mm-hmm. news to bear in mind. What do you think are the main challenges that companies are going to be facing in this COVID and post-COVID era? Um, I'm thinking more specifically maybe of the onboarding and um, recruiting of of new staff. Yes, so a lot of changes. Um, Human resources, which we often hear referred to as human relations these days, uh, had to, again, adapt overnight. And uh, as I mentioned earlier, they um, we saw uh, specific examples here at, at the school of companies onboarding our students from a distance. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it very successfully. It wasn't easy. It was frustrating. It's frustrating for the students to join a company without having met anybody in person. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was fantastic because it allowed them to to go ahead and carry out their internship mm-hmm. and, and continue their learning experience. Uh, so when it was possible, that was fantastic. For some companies, it hasn't been possible, but they're now trying to find solutions to make it possible. Mm-hmm. For example, um, in um, uh, ADECO in Canada, I spoke to them recently, and she was explaining that they do a lot of remote working anyway, mm-hmm. uh, 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 but they need to have access, the, the, the students um, and, and employees need to have access to the company software. 
and because mm. of COVID, they couldn't get in there to have it installed, and and so right. that was a was a break. So there were little practical technical issues that prevented some companies from from being able to adapt as quickly as others. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the finance sector, obviously, uh, the data protection thing was a bit of a barrier initially because the, 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 some information that would be too confidential for security reasons to, to risk allowing people to, to onboard uh, at a junior mm-hmm. level. Um, and, uh, of course, health and well-being uh, is now... Uh, key thing in all companies everywhere mm-hmm. it was already trending before covid where you know with uh, stress levels uh, soaring everywhere in the world uh, in our busy society um and uh, so companies have have taken uh, what they already had in place uh, a lot further since we've been uh, dealing with this uh, sanitary crisis um in terms of the the onboarding um there's a lot of um a lot of uncertainty because it's all new so seemingly it, it can be successfully done but it's still very early days so yeah. we'll see in a few months time uh, how that worked out because obviously there, there are some things that maybe weren't possible with certain rules so I, I think it very much depends on the sector and on the, on the specific job for people mm-hmm. um, also in terms of uh, mobility because uh, you mentioned uh, we're talking about the, the, the global economy, right. so global, well, it's all going to be different now. Um, so um, there was already within Europe certainly um, a degree of protectionism that I was starting to notice these past couple of years. In the past, we had um, multinationals who readily sponsored students, for example, for an internship, um, so they didn't have to worry about the whole visa procedure. Mm-hmm. And in the past couple of years fewer companies were offering to do that. Uh, but they were saying, okay, well, the students can do it themselves, that's fine. Mm-hmm. And then even more recently, they were starting to say, some of them, well, yes, I know they can do it themselves, but there's a risk factor for us involved there because we have no control over the timing. And, and so we really can't take that risk because we need this person to be on board at such and such a date. And, and so with this crisis, there are two ways of looking at it. On the one hand, there'll be less, there'll be even less mobility, physical mm-hmm. mobility. But on the other hand, because it looks like remote working really was effective for many people. Mm-hmm. And when I mentioned earlier, all these, the students who successfully carried on their internships and even started them from afar, uh, and some people with jobs too. Um, I started my new job with kids. You did. Remotely. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and here you are, it's all fine. Right. <laughs> Work out fine. Yes. Um, so, you know, that's proof for, for companies. Mm. Uh, and um, so for, for some big companies, uh, especially companies looking for very specific skill sets, I think it could be a game changer. And actually some international students who wouldn't have been given an opportunity or graduates who wouldn't have had that opportunity because of visa issues and border restrictions now actually may be hired because they can just be hired uh, from a distance mm. uh, and the company benefits from their very specific skill set because, uh, for example, we have a lot of um, graduates and, and students with uh, dual competencies where they have very technical backgrounds, from, uh, for example, from India mm-hmm. in supply chain with like an IT background or even an engineering background mm-hmm. and those are very sought after skills and, and so being able to onboard someone like that from afar or having them work in a consulting capacity. That's another thing we're going to see. We're going to see a lot more gig work mm-hmm. uh, with companies. It gives them huge flexibility. They can mix and match their teams and there should be hopefully enough for everybody. It just means uh, a lot of uh, 
a lot of additional variables for mm -hmm. people in their career. So, so I think we're going to have a, a lot of virtual mobility, mm -hmm. if you like. Um, and, um, and of course, many, many companies, there have been lots of studies carried out to, uh, everywhere. Uh, over 50% of companies have suffered um, job loss. They've had to reduce their workforce. But um, just to, as an example, this was just a study by Universum in um, North and South America. 11% uh, of the companies said they had new, brand new hiring requirements thanks to the, the crisis. Uh, and 17% said that, they, that their, their hiring needs remained significant. So I thought that was very positive. Right. And, and from what I can gather, this trend does seem to apply uh, in other countries too. I just um, mentioned that specific one to give you an idea with the figures because it's... Mm -hmm. uh, it's um, easier to, yeah, to appreciate. Helpful. Absolutely, yeah. Um, all right, yes. Yeah, so, so clearly, uncertainty is hitting pretty much all sectors and layers of the economy, right? Um, and maybe some students or recent graduates are currently questioning their choices and their career plans. Um, so, what what do you think should be the opportunities they should be looking for tomorrow? What are the, 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 the sectors or, or job types that are most sought after in this context? Okay, mm -hmm. so there are opportunities still out there, as, as, as I mentioned. Uh, so um, the big issue will be the competition because of the, the huge volume of job right. seekers. So we've got the people who've lost their jobs that are now looking for jobs mm -hmm. again. And then um, all the, the, the fresh graduates looking for jobs and then uh, companies that might be preferring to opt for internships and apprenticeships, uh, apprenticeships in France only, uh, obviously. But, um, uh, but there are opportunities. Uh, as I said earlier, startups, lots and lots of opportunities there uh, in the pharmaceutical sectors and healthcare. Um, so I'll just mention the, the sectors first and then right. I can, I can sure. go on and give you some examples of companies too. Mm -hmm. uh, tech, data, software and media, uh, everything around big data, artificial intelligence. Um, that's very important in, in all companies and all sectors. So that's what, what's good, great about that. So those are definitely um, skills that, uh, that students want to be uh, honing. Um, digital marketing and e-commerce. Um, but with e-commerce, there's a lot of controversy because uh, online retail did um, uh, increase significantly and, and is continuing to do so. Uh, and some shops have, have closed and are only going to be online, uh, as we know, throughout the world. But it poses the problem of sustainability. Mm. So again, so that's a problem which might... Um, slow the extent that, that this will develop but at the same time it's an opportunity because there will be new job roles because we're going to have to find how to make online retail more sustainable mm. uh, so so that can be interesting um, obviously supply chain and logistics blockchainers because of all the innovation that ha that was required during the crisis and, and still is and again across all sectors um, and then within HR um, so everything to do with health and well-being and safety, transport, um, employee engagement, talent acquisition, uh, that's very important. Uh, so there will be um, 
some opportunities. We've already seen new jobs popping up uh, relating to human relations, uh, like the happiness officer. So right. this is something that came to the fore during the crisis. Uh, many companies, and Kedge included, uh, really pulled out all the stops to, to offer uh, a lot of morale-boosting uh, support and activities and engagement. So it was engagement between employees, uh, and, uh, and that obviously was important when they were onboarding people too. Mm -hmm. So those are, are, are new opportunities uh, because we will need to continue to develop that uh, to deal with any future uh, crisis that we may have to deal with. Um, in finance and asset management in particular, uh, there are more opportunities. At the minute, the, the banks, it's, it's a more complicated, but um, uh, in trading opportunities, and again, online again, mm -hmm. uh, there, there will be some, some uh, there are some new actors uh, working with um, hedge funds and things like that. So there will be some interesting opportunities there. And, uh, and also uh, high level corporate finance and, and uh, finance opportunities for government organizations. And I would say even aside from finance, uh, government organizations in general now uh, obviously have had to adapt enormously to deal with the crisis. Uh, and, uh, you know, in, in international trade has changed dramatically. So again, uh, this is certainly um, going to create some other opportunities uh, for, for different uh, skill sets. So that will be interesting. Cybersecurity. Mm. That's a bit of an obvious one there. Um, and um, in, uh, I'm sorry, it's a bit of a list here, no, but I, I wanted to, to give, uh, yes. give the listeners as, uh, as much hope as possible. <laughs> uh, in the fashion and luxury industry, I, I mentioned earlier LVMH as an example, uh -huh. uh, and that was because of cause marketing. So cause marketing, again, is a fairly recent thing. Uh, so again, uh, there'll be opportunities there. And um, um, and within that, there was also uh, Ferrari and Pirelli, who were involved in in um, being innovated with innovative with um, breathing apparatus mm -hmm. uh, that they provided to the health sector. So one can imagine they're not just going to forget about that. It might develop a whole new market that, that didn't exist before, and their competitors right. are likely to follow suit. And so that should generate more opportunities too. Obviously, this will all take time. Mm -hmm. um, in manufacturing and distribution and warehouse projects in general, there'll be other um, opportunities coming up and infrastructure. Mm -hmm. investment because we saw that with social distancing how we had to, to deal with things and sustainability which I've already mentioned several times mm -hmm. uh, sustainability and tourism is going to be uh, coming to the fore and of course energy uh, renewable mm -hmm. energies um, and also for all sectors just across the board there'll be more roles um, focusing on transformation because everybody had to transform processes um, job roles in general, change management, crisis management, new ways of project management, virtual management. Mm. Uh, so everything to do with transformation is going to be very important. And uh, so it's important um, for people looking for opportunities to, to, to do a keyword search when they're seeking new opportunities, you know, trying to find because of all the competition, you're all going to be hitting the job boards and applying for everything in the job boards, but there's going to be a hidden a new hidden job market right. with these brand new opportunities, uh, some of them in the pipeline. And when there are opportunities in the pipeline, that's when speculative applications can be effective. And so they need to do some keyword search and then have those keywords in their CVs and on LinkedIn and, and be networking with people moving in those circles to generate opportunities. Yeah. And um, so, yes, I think that there's, the, there's enough out there. Uh, yeah. It's, just going to be a question of uh, 
survival of the fittest. Right. Uh, I'm afraid <laughs> I don't want to be negative, but it, mm. it really means that that students are going to have to um, uh, be very selective about uh, the kind of uh, uh, courses they choose and really put themselves more out there, throw themselves, yes, more, being more strategic, absolutely, mm -hmm. really uh, uh, adopt a more collaborative mindset mm -hmm. um, than, than maybe we've seen in the past. Uh, associative uh, activities are going to be very important to give them more skills. All the soft skills are going to be very important, but also all the hard skills that companies are going to be looking for. Um, and... Um, Yes, uh, I can give you some examples of companies. If, sure, yeah. If you want. Please go ahead. Yes. Mm. Um, so in, in pharmaceuticals, I know that uh, Merck and GSK and Sanofi have recently and are currently onboarding Kedgers. Mm -hmm. So that, that's positive proof. Yes, yeah. good news. <laughs> uh, some of them are actually uh, onboarding remotely whilst waiting to be able to enter the country, including international students. So, mm -hmm. uh, and these are opportunities that have been in, in uh in Belgium or the Netherlands, for example, and the UK as well, okay. uh, which again is, is positive news. Uh, FMCG and agri companies, uh, so Unilever, Nestle, Danone, uh, they continued to hire throughout the crisis. And I actually attended a, a fireside chat organized by Universum recently, mm -hmm. and Unilever uh, participated in that, and they were um, uh, explaining how they, they just carried on with everything because they already had a lot of things uh, online. Uh, and a lot of resources they were able to adapt quickly. And then um, they decided to really put the emphasis on uh, engagement with their employees mm -hmm. and also uh, showcasing their employee, uh, their employee talent uh, and not just things directly related to their job. So it, there's been a bit more, uh, things have become more human Mm -hmm. uh, in companies because uh, it was a very scary time it still is mm -hmm. a lot of apprehension uh, and so uh, I thought that was nice to see a big group like Unilever uh, uh, adopting that approach mm -hmm. and um, uh, there's another company Abbe InBev which is um, a lot of people it doesn't ring bells it's actually no. the number one beer company in the world oh, okay. uh, they have Budweiser uh, uh, under the, their brand yeah. and they're, they're, the trick. <laughs> they're, they're recruiting as usual uh -huh. um, and they actually as of September are going to be opening uh, applications for several graduate programs that they have and they are also hiring uh, experienced more experienced uh, um, people too okay. uh, and they're continuing with internships so again uh, they, they had to adapt during the crisis, uh, but uh, they, they haven't suffered too much. So there, there are opportunities there. Gaffam companies, of course, still hiring. Mm -hmm. uh, I spoke recently with Google, and you did too, you yes. were telling me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so Google and Facebook uh, have, have continued throughout, and obviously they were super well-equipped to do things virtually. Uh, and, and VMware, I don't know if you've heard of VMware. Mm -hmm. uh, again, I don't know, I've been attending a lot of webinars lately so another webinar does, yes. appointment. <laughs> um, it was a job teaser our job board uh -huh. uh, organized a, a two-day career event and vmware we're talking and that is actually a tech company that is behind all the gafam behind everybody uh -huh. with their technology uh and uh and it's a huge company uh very international and uh and they're still hiring and, and business as usual so uh so that was great and even though um the car industry suffered depending on, on the, the various companies mm -hmm. uh, and their financial health at the time. Some of them 
uh, are still hiring. So Renault Group, for example, still mm -hmm. hiring. So opportunities there. And I mentioned earlier Ferrari and Pirelli, so in the related car uh, mm -hmm. field. Um, because they were innovative during the crisis, there should be opportunities there too. And... Um, and then what else, what else? In uh, the big four, companies like the big four, some of them had to really uh, put recruitment on hold, mm -hmm. but others like Capgemini, for example, uh, has been hiring very recently okay. uh, and is in the middle of hiring people right now as okay. we speak. Uh, so in, in France and abroad. Yeah. Uh, and I know I said earlier that many of the banking groups uh, had uh, had put things on hold, but not all of them. Uh, Société Générale, for mm -hmm. example, uh, has over a thousand offers at the minute throughout the world, oh, wow. uh, job offers. So so they they, they, they carried on, and uh, Carrefour and Auchan, to name well-known European players, mm -hmm. uh, also have opportunities. So um, there are things out there for for everybody. Okay, you just have to be very uh, rigorous okay. and active. Noted. Thank you. <laughs> and to finish, could you could you maybe tell us how you think the care center, um, so um, your department within Kedge, mm -hmm. and and maybe Kedge more generally has shifted the way they work due to COVID. You, you sort of touched upon that um, at uh, various occasions earlier, but um, yeah, could you tell us a little more? Yes. So, well, uh, uh, Kedge had already uh, developed a lot of things online. We've been digitalizing for the past few couple of years mm -hmm. here. Um, and uh, in terms of the career center and employability, we were already doing things uh, from afar because we have so many students. So we have over 12,000 students, uh, as you know, here at Kedge. And uh, every year we have over 2,000 who are abroad for internships alone. Uh, and I'm afraid I don't have the figure for how many are on uh, academic exchange, but we can imagine it's uh, similar. It's a yeah. similar figure. Uh, so that's a lot of students who are scattered throughout the world at any given time. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to make sure they always had access to our support, no matter where they were. Mm -hmm. So there was always uh, a possibility to participate in uh, online um, activities. A lot of uh, distance coaching was what we had originally, but with COVID, we uh, transformed all the workshops and classes because here at Kedge, we also offer um, personal development classes mm -hmm. uh, and career orientation. And it's actually an integral part of, of, uh, of several of the programs. And, uh, and so all of those classes switched to online because we had all the tools necessary for the professors and also our uh, external consultants that, that work with us from HR consultancies. So we were able to, to continue that support throughout. Mm. We had already started organizing online forums uh, because we've always done campus forums. We have like a career day here twice a year, followed by a company forum where everybody comes on campus. Mm -hmm. And in the past uh, year and a half, we were also offering in parallel online versions more for the international market because uh, on campus there was more of a focus on France, obviously, with um, French companies or international companies based, based in France. Yeah. Uh, and so with the crisis, we, we organized uh, online uh, forums and online engagement activities with companies, so both partner companies in France but also abroad. Mm -hmm. There's actually this week... Uh, we have uh, students benefiting from mock interview training with uh, recruiters uh, 
nice. in several different sectors, um, consulting, HR, supply chain, marketing. We have Google, for example, uh, alumni from Google. It's often our alumni who, who help us with that. And, um, and online chats, uh, Facebook, for example, I, I do online chats twice a month at least uh, to answer any questions a student might have. And, um, and of course, our alumni, I wanted to give them a special mention because they were fantastic and still are being fantastic. Mm -hmm. they, uh, they really um, helped throughout the crisis, uh, reaching out to, to students in distress who were abroad or needed help. Also helping us in these uh, engagement activities because our alumni are decision makers and companies throughout the world as well. Right. So they've been really present throughout. And, uh, and our alumni um, department also has always organized a lot of things online, uh, thanks to their, their uh, alumni members. Mm -hmm. uh, webinars, uh, online coffee meetup, uh, all sorts of activities uh, for the students to be able to engage with the alumni. Mm. So that's all been possible. And also just networking opportunities between alumni. Mm. They obviously have a lot of after work events and things like that. So throughout the crisis, everything was online. Mm. So that was very good. And um, and even our student associations were very active during the crisis. Mm -hmm. uh, we have a, uh, an association in Marseille, Simonu, mm -hmm. uh, so the United Nations. Uh, and uh, they, they organized a debate, which was really interesting. And, and gives us hope as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it was uh, about how uh, COVID is a game changer for international relations and human mobility. So they had uh, guest speakers, uh, a communications expert from uh, from the United Nations Information Centre in mm -hmm. France and uh, a geopolitical professor. Uh, and um, they were just talking about how, how that really raised awareness and, and has, has changed everything. We're having to restart the way people think in companies, international relations, international trade. It's all changing. Uh, we talked about protectionism earlier. Uh, there'll be um, a lot more precaution with regard to norms. We've had to introduce lots of new norms and these norms will have to be controlled. So although that has an impact that can be negative in the sense that it's slowing international mm. relations down, it's going to create new opportunities for jobs. And in the long term, we're going to uh, gain value. It's going to be, we're going to have a, a more reassurance uh, and, and quality and we'll be able to deal, we'll be better equipped to deal with crisis in the future. And, um, and also, it's a, an opportunity, it was like a, an alarm bell, uh, an, another alarm bell because there have been several mm. uh, about, the, about sustainability and the planet. Right. Uh, and um, so it's really important now that, that, uh, that governments uh, work together, be more collaborative, as I said earlier, um, and find more uh, inclusive solutions and durable solutions uh, across the board. Um, so resilience... Is, is essential. Uh, the sustainability goals, the 17 sustainability goals, they're really they're more important than ever. Sustainable development goals. Yes. Uh, so I think um, this is all developing uh, new ways of cooperation mm. uh, and so uh, new opportunities and as we've mentioned a few times already I think uh, solidarity uh, mm. has really changed everything uh, and will continue to do so. Uh, people are, are 
are, are thinking first before acting. Mm. Uh, and I think that's a very positive thing. That's really interesting, isn't it? Like the, the, the solidarity we've witnessed, um, I think pretty much everywhere um, during during this crisis. And do you think we'll, we'll carry that uh, with us in the future? Do you think it's something that's going to impact the way we do things? Um, whether it's in business or international cooperation, as you mentioned, in the future? Uh, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I think. And it's and it's also, it's it's not going to be embedded in corporate culture, I think. Right. Um, the governments don't have a choice that, you know, the mm. solidarity is it's essential. Uh, and um, but in, in, in many companies now, it's going to be part of their part of their brand, if you like, in mm. a way. And, and I think uh, the younger generation today, uh, there has been a shift in values uh, recently mm -hmm. uh, with regard to that. Uh, so their solidarity has been on the increase. Uh, and I think it really hit home with the COVID-19. Uh, so uh, when the younger generation who are already present in the workforce, mm -hmm. but uh, when they when they start entering, the, the, the new ones start joining, um, that's going to change things. Uh, and, and I think it will, will remain a, a durable change. It has to. And, and Uh, there are likely to be other types of crisis that we'll we'll have to deal with, and and if we if we don't have solidarity, we have no future. So yeah. I'm quite confident that uh, this is something uh, that will be omnipresent now, uh, okay. everywhere. Yeah. Well, I think we can maybe end it on this positive and and hopeful note. <laughs> Susan, thank you so much. It's been lovely having you. Thank you for having me. So I just wanted to add a footnote because we began this podcast a couple of weeks ago and things are evolving very rapidly. We're already seeing some countries uh, uh, and cities uh, starting reconfinement again, for example. And it's really important to stress that uh, nothing is fixed. There's no certainty. There are a lot of differences from one sector to another, but also within sectors. It's, uh, it varies from company to company. For example, recently I was speaking to a student who was due to onboard with Sanofi in the Middle East, but then they unfortunately had to slash uh, over 1,600 jobs, uh, whereas other pharmaceutical companies like Novartis and Pfizer are, are still hiring. And indeed, earlier in the podcast, I, I mentioned a couple of others like Merck and GSK. So things are just changing all the time. So it's really important that students and graduates alike keep an eye on the market. Uh, so it's It takes more time, but it's really important and um, things will eventually uh, pick up, but it's going to vary for a, a long time yet. Thank you so much for listening to Perspective. This was our very first episode and we're looking forward to bringing you more of those. If you want to make sure that you're not missing the next episode, please subscribe on whatever platform you're listening and we'll see you soon.